The Floatcast is brought to you by FlotationLocations.com. They are the world's premier isolation tank directory and flotation resource center. The website provides the most reliable and up-to-date global locator for float tank locations and manufacturers. They house their social media pages, newsletters, blogs, and much more so you can remain up-to-date in this growing industry. If you are interested in floating, you can find a location near you using the fastest, most comprehensive search engine available. If you're a float center or tank manufacturer and haven't teamed up with them yet, it's time to get found. From education, educating new floaters to providing premium advertising for flotation tank businesses, FlotationLocations.com aspires to be the industry's hub and they are proud to be an integral part of growing this industry forward. Go to FlotationLocations.com to receive special offers and discounts on float, on float sessions so you can save money and float for less. The Floatcast is also brought to you by EscapePodTank.com. The Escape Pod Tank is the one float tank that fits easily into your home and into your life. It is, uh, it's made right here in America and the new design is made from all stainless steel and features a, a little trap door so that you can access the heater and, uh, the speakers if necessary without draining the tank and removing the liner, which is a huge plus. Um, you can, re- you can order the tanks, uh, a la carte. You can order just the tank or you can order a whole soup to nuts, uh, tank and filter system that's ready to go for a full commercial float center. Um, so it is pretty cool what they did. I, I really appreciate that they did that. Um, for interest, uh, for information, contact Jeremy at escapepodtank.com um, and tell him Tom from the Floatcast sent you. All right, here we go. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Tom, and you're checking out episode number 18 of the Floatcast. This is a podcast all about floating, and uh, right now I will not be floating because I got a little cold, and that's not too good. But I'll be okay, and I appreciate your concern. Uh, how you guys doing? What's going on? Uh, I'm doing all right, other than the cold. I am up to my rear end in group honors, which is okay. I'm not upset about it. It is what it is. Um, obviously, when you when you put a uh, a deal out, you expect, you know, you, you're going to get back uh, people from the deal, so you have to be happy about that. Um, but Groupon, uh, you know, in case you don't know how Groupon works, basically, for numbers sake, say you sell something for, uh, 100 bucks. Up on Groupon, it is now 50 bucks. Of that $50 it sells for, Groupon gets half. So your $100 sale just became a $25 sale. But, the idea is that that person who came in and spent $25 at your place is gonna like what your, like your service or whatever it is you're, you're selling them. And want to come back and, and then pay full retail price. Um, so far I've had a fairly good turnaround, uh, you know, return rate from the Groupon people, uh, which is good. Now, obviously not all of them have redeemed it. I've, I've, I've had about, uh, about a quarter, 25% of the people who bought them have redeemed them so far. And so far everybody likes it. Everybody's given me good reviews. All the reviews I've gotten so far have been good, I should say. Um, but you know, it's, it's, you kind of have to look at it like it's it's advertising that you're not paying out of pocket for, because these people I've had a lot of them, you know, and I ask them when they come in, I ask them, how'd you hear about floating? And their their answer is Groupon, and I say, okay, uh, had you not seen it on Groupon, do you think that you you have ever ever seen it or wanted to try it or checked it out? And most of the time they say no. Now obviously if they have a friend who comes here and floats and loves it and then tells them about it, maybe they would be inclined to try it. But if that doesn't happen, they're never going to know about it. So on the other hand, Groupon is good for that. Um, 
but it is a tough pill to swallow. You have to be ready to, to bite that bullet and say, uh, okay, it's it's worth $25 as opposed to 100 and and get this person in the door. It pretty much works out to you don't really, well, at least for me, I'm not making any money when they come in. I don't make any money off them. I don't make one dime off them. Probably I'm losing a little bit of money, to be honest with you, between the, the shower and all that other stuff. Um, things add up. and But I, I'm happy, though. I'm happy though, that I did it because now I have a certain, um, you know, X number of people that are going to come in and check it out that might not have before. So I'll, I'll take it. Um, other than that, I am, uh, the flow place was fortunate enough to get, there's a new show on AMC, uh, right now that just premiered on Tuesday night. There's a new show called Game of Arms and it's about, uh, professional arm wrestlers and it follows six crews from around the country, from different parts of the country. Um, follows six crews around and one of the crews is based here in New York and one of the guys on the crew is one of my clients he comes and he floats so he actually had come in with the AMC camera crew and, and producers and everything and it's actually the same producers that shot um, Deadliest Catch so you know the show has some validity to it it's not just like a, a, a BS throwaway show that AMC is putting out it's going to be a good show um, the premiere was this past Tuesday. It was pretty cool. I thought it was well done. I liked the way they shot everything. And, uh, it was good because about six, and about six minutes in, five and a half, six minutes in, they show, they were doing like a, a, a profile of all the teams and everything, of all, of all the crews. Well, at least the two crews in the episode. Basically, it works out. They have, each episode focuses on two crews. Like this particular episode was, uh, the New York crew versus the Sacramento, California crew. And the guys in New York flew out to California, and that's why they had the, the the match. And each team has five guys, and each guy has to go against one other guy from the other team. So it's five one-on-one matches. And each match, each individual one-on-one match is the best of five. And then for a total, it's the best of five. So in other words, each guy has to win three, and then he wins that individual match, and then that's one point for the team. And then whatever team gets three points first wins. Um, so this particular match went to, it was 2-2, and then the final match was 2-2, and it went down to the last, to the last arm. And it was, it was nuts. It was a great episode. Uh, but five and a half, six minutes in, when they were going through the whole profile, they showed, uh, they showed the, the, my friend Kevin, who, who floats here, um, they showed him getting in the tank, which is pretty cool. They showed him talking about the tank, and then actually getting in the tank, and then they showed, it, I didn't notice it at first, and I'm going to rewound it. Um, I think like the 17th or 18th time I, re- I rewound it, um, I noticed that there was a, a GoPro shot from inside the tank kind of zooming out, which was cool. It was, you know, so it was only like a split second, but it was cool to see it. But on the fifth episode, which is going to be, I think it's the fifth or the sixth episode, uh, it's going to be New York versus, uh, New York versus Kansas City. And I think in that episode, there's going to be a feature. I don't know how long it's going to be. I don't know what's going to be shown or whatever. But from what my friend Kevin told me, they, uh, they, they show it for, you know, they, they show a decent amount of it. So hopefully, hopefully the float place gets on TV. That'd be badass. Hopefully my, my, my stupid mug gets on TV. And, uh, you know, I think, 
I think that'd be pretty cool. I'll let you guys know when it's definitely going to be on the air. I'll get the definite date for you. If I was more prepared, I would have it. But I think it's going to be the first week in April, I want to say. First Tuesday in April. But I'll let you know for sure. I know you guys are all going to be clamoring to see it. Um, but I think I looked all right that day. I think I actually... It was shot a while ago. I think we shot it in November, I want to say. Uh, maybe this... Late November, mid to late November, maybe early December. Um... Yeah, but I think it looked alright that day. I think I had gotten a haircut like a couple of days before. And that actually was the last time I got a haircut until like last week. So I went like three months without getting a haircut. And my hair grows really fast. I'm like a, a Chia Tom. It just, my hair grows. Like the sideburns get terrible. But I actually, you know what? While I'm on a subject of haircuts, I, I'm going to step away from the flow cast for a second and tell a little haircutting story. I went to this barber, the normal guy I go to, and... uh I tell him my normal thing, like a one and a half buzzer on the side, short and choppy on the top, right? He does this whole thing. He's cutting my hair. He's cutting it short on the top, you know, chopping it up, doing whatever. And uh, he's going around my head with a little buzzer thing, you know, around the back and, and, you know, hitting the sides and the sideburns and all that kind of thing. If you guys could see me right now, I'm actually narrating with my fingers and uh, doing the motions, even though there's no cameras or anything here. Um, but, yeah, you know, going through, doing everything. And then... He, so weird. He walks away. <laughs> he walks away like from, from me and he walks back like to like where the coats are hanging up and he's going through one of his coat pockets and I wasn't turning around looking, but where the coat rack was, was directly behind my back. So when I looked in the mirror, obviously like, you know, right in front of me, right in front of you is the mirror where you're getting your haircut. When I looked behind me, I saw what he was doing. He was going in his coat pocket and I hear keys jingling and this, that kind of stuff. I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing? What's, you know, what the hell is in his pocket? I, and then I just thought, like, all right, maybe it's his phone. He's looking for his phone for some reason. Whatever. I don't know what's so important. You know, maybe he's got a kid, but he has to stop mid-haircut and go get his phone. But uh he pulls his hand out of the pocket, and there's no phone in there. He doesn't have his phone in his hand. He's got something in his hand, and I can't see what it is. And uh he, he's got something in his hand. I don't know what it is. And he walks over and he, he has a lighter in his hand, like a regular big, you know, a regular big lighter. And he holds it up about an inch from my ear, right? And he starts going, let me see if I have a lighter right here. I don't have a lighter right here. He starts, oh wait, I do. Hang on, hang on people. He starts going like this. Right by my ear. As if to like, you know, flicker the flame, like to not light it, but to like beat, you know, like it's running out type thing. Right by my ear. And he's doing it. And like, while he's like flicking it, he's like with his other, he's flicking it with his right hand and with his left hand, one inch from my ear, mind you. He's like flicking the flame in. So he's like flicking the lighter on and he's like wishing the flame in. Like he's like, I, I can't, I wish I had a camera for this split second. Maybe I'll take a picture of it and put it on the podcast website. Um, yeah. And he did it like three or four times. And like, it freaking started to get hot. Like, my ear started to burn. So I finally like, just before I was about to say like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Stop. And that burns. He stopped. I was like, all right, good. And then he went to the other ear and he proceeded to do the same thing. And after like two flicks of the lighter, I like pulled my ear back. I'm like, what the, dude, what are you doing? He goes, oh, you got some, you get a little hair there, a little, a little hair. I'm like, dude, what, what, 
lighters are not part of barber school. Like, I don't know where you went to barber school, but lighters are never part of it. And I've had haircuts with you before, and, and Bic has never been involved other than the razor. So I, I please leave the uh, please leave the lighter in the pocket of your coat, which was 10 feet away. Uh, so, yeah, make sure if you go to a, a barber and a guy pulls out a lighter, you don't let it happen because my ear was starting to burn, and I did not appreciate it. Uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, you know what? That's not it. Let me give a shout out real quick to, uh, Cloud Nine Float Center in, uh, Boulder, Colorado. Big thank you to those guys. Cause I had, uh, I had a couple questions about buying a tank and, uh, I called them up and they were very awesome to help me out and, uh, happy to do it, which was cool. Um, yeah, big shout out to those guys. Uh, uh, yeah, shout out to, uh, Aubrey again. Thanks for doing a podcast a couple weeks ago. I appreciate it. Aubrey Marcus, good man, warrior poet. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Alright, everybody. It's gonna be short and sweet. I'm gonna have, uh, got somebody coming on this weekend to do a testimonial or, you know, review or, you know, talk about the flow, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that's it. Take care of yourselves. Take, keep your, uh, keep your tanks clean and, uh, stay salty. Take care, friends.